The information provided on this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general informational purposes only. Welcome to Rights Here, Rights Now, the podcast about disability, advocacy, and activism. I'm your advocate host, Virginia Ferris. And I'm your advocate host, Valerie Jones. Every two weeks, we dig into relevant issues, current events, and avenues for self-advocacy. Because someone has to. And it might as well be us. This podcast is produced by the Disability Law Center of Virginia, the Commonwealth's Protection and Advocacy Agency for Disability Rights. Find out more at dlcv.org. Okay, Valerie, today we have some self-advocates joining us. We have... Uh, Jay and Joe Crandall, who are a father and son, um, Jay lives with a traumatic brain injury, and we're going to be talking with them a little bit about um, the support system in Virginia. We're going to be talking about family dynamics uh, for families uh, where TBI is an issue, and uh, we're also going to be talking to Jay about some of his creative endeavors, including starting a podcast. But before we jump in, let's check out Disability in the News. Last several days, the Florida 2020 Olympics began. Two-time Paralympic swimmer Becca Niners had to withdraw from the games. Becca is deaf-blind and requested that her mother accompany her as her personal hair aid. And in all past weeks, this has not been an issue, but with COVID-19 restrictions, her request was denied. She was told by the Olympic Committee that she did not need a personal care assistant. The committee was providing one assistant to assist her and 33 other Paralympic swimmers. Becca said she was angry, disappointed, and sad to not be able to represent the United States. That had previously won silver and bronze at the 2012 Paralympic Games in London and took home three gold medals and one silver at the 2016 Games in Rio. So I would like to thank uh, the Crandall family for being willing to talk to DLCV about family dynamics for people with TBI. I think a lot of these questions are very personal and specific for your family, but we hope that by starting a discussion, listeners will feel empowered to start having conversations with loved ones and using communication strategies that work. Okay, so Jay, my question to you is, First and foremost, can we ask how long you have lived with a TBI? Uh, you can ask that, but I probably won't remember. Unfortunately, uh, memory is my primary uh, cognitive deficit. Uh, I, I'll have to ask my dad about this. When, so. when were you injured, Jay? Uh, you know, Jack, <laughs> 4th of July, 2006. And from that, can you tell us what brought you to uh, DLCV? Uh, very specifically, because of the, th uh, the projects that Jay has been working on, mm -hmm. um, that um, he, he's, he has a podcast that he, uh, what we've been talking about, mm -hmm. 
And also I have been working, working on a project, which is a, um, a game that we used to play in the car growing up turned into right. a uh, smartphone app. A word game that we've, we're, we're paying somebody to develop for us. But if Jay includes a reference to that in his podcast, is that going to get him or us in trouble with Social Security to say, oh, if you can do these things, you're not dis disabled anymore. So let's yank all your benefits. Mm -hmm. That's why I called you folks, because I've because there's things that uh, gave me pause there. Um, I'm very confident that a clean um, reevaluation re of Jay will find that his memory deficits are still overwhelming to, to prevent the mm -hmm. meaningful return to productive work. So, so I think that, like so many people, it's it's very common for us for people to find us through like social security um issues and like very specific social security stuff and you guys mm -hmm. were um through talking with our advocate elizabeth horn who's our social security expert a lot of listeners will be familiar with her um you know we learn more about you guys and especially with jay's interest in podcasting we thought we gotta get these folks on the show. We gotta sure. get some self-advocacy stories here. I I do have a question and I know um, it, I kind of would like to know if you don't mind sharing your story with the audience about how Jay got, you know, to where he's at now, um, mm -hmm. what causes TBI, if you don't mind sure. sharing that with the public. I, I, could, I could probably um, address that. Uh, um, yeah, uh, it was how many years ago was it? <laughs> Fourth of July, yeah. two thousand six. Was walking down the street in uh, Richmond's Fan District when I happened to catch a uh, stray bullet in my head, and um, it uh, then migrated to the other side after I was placed on a shaken bed for uh, was it uh, immersive pneumonia, and um, uh, was able to be removed, but that uh, took up uh, the memory areas on both sides of my brain, leading to a severe cognitive uh, deficit in that area. But uh, luckily, um, I have uh, been able to uh, regain the ability to, to walk, to read, to eat food by mouth, pretty much uh, everything. And um, uh, yeah, I was I was really lucky. I was injured just days before I would have fallen off of uh, my father's uh, uh, coverage uh, with government um, insurance, mm -hmm. and uh, they've been incredibly generous as far as that goes. And uh, went through a huge amount of uh, rehab in all different areas, and uh, I'm so thankful that I was able to do that. And Jay spent a hundred days at uh, DC, the hospital at DCU. True. And uh, and then came home to a rigorous schedule of physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. And my parents are also uh, were quite adept at um, uh, in-home therapy. Uh, my mom is a uh, trained clinical social worker, and um, my dad uh, he was able to uh, go uh, on this uh, or. Yeah. Um, go on we, vacation. We, we, we both were able to stop work uh, the day after he was injured. Mm -hmm. And um, my, my wife retired at that time. I was able to uh, 
take care of Jay for, for, for a long time and then go back, went back to work for a little bit and part-time, even some working from home and then was able to retire uh, and worked at the, and I was a federal employee and worked over at uh, Fort Eustis mm -hmm. and now and then retired since 2012. Mm -hmm. So Jay's had two caregivers since day one. Yep, my, my, my dad was particularly adept at handling the uh, the physical side of uh, the in-home rehab. And my mom was fantastic about uh, handling the uh, the cognitive rehab that um, she noticed that um, I was unable, when, when I was first released from the hospital, I was completely unable to even recognize letters. But um, she noticed that when um, I was handed a, um, a, a lyrics sheet, for a song that I had never heard before. I was country, able, country music. yeah, country music song at, um, at uh, the hospital. I was actually able to read along. And so she kind of, um, she realized that um, musical um, things were um, accessing the less damaged side of my brain and uh, um, took that into account and started working with me on poetry and that I'd already memorized before and other musical type things to get me to uh, be able to recognize the letters and, and read again. Right. Amazing. In fact, something kind of interesting, when Jay was a little boy, we were, as parents, we were trying to teach him how to read. And we had this one book in particular, was it A Tree is Nice? Yes. That we taught, and that was oh, the first yes. book we used to teach him how to read. Mm -hmm. And in his rehab after his injury, that was the book we used as well. to teach him how to read a yeah. second time. Mm -hmm. And also, like uh, the, I, I memorized the large segment segments of Edgar Allan Poe's *The Raven*, and uh, they used that as well to uh, um, uh, to work with me because it had the the musical elements as well as the fact that I had memorized it uh, before. So, like, it, it's it seems pretty clear. Like, your parents have been very helpful, um, mm -hmm. very supportive. I think that you mentioned that. Um, are currently living at home in terms of like dynamics um how do you balance being yourself and developing these interests that you already had new interests with um sort of that dynamic of needing the support from your parents and being at home gotcha um being well myself and developing my interests are pretty much inseparable um I've uh, being at home with my parents has been the perfect place for my uh, recovery uh, to be myself and has been the perfect supportive environment for developing my uh, various passions and interests like the uh, like the audio uh, um, autobiography uh, I've been working on. One thing that we have tried to do is to and facilitate uh, him maintaining his connections to his good friends from his past. Oh yeah, and going and, back and, to and kindergarten. That, and, that, and that includes to make sure that uh, they're able to come here, that it's, we have a mm -hmm. welcoming, uh, happy place for them to be when they, they do visit. Mm -hmm. And he does have uh, two, three, four of his yeah. high school, college era friends that he that have continued to stand mm -hmm. by and stand with them, which has been just great. He, mm -hmm. How do you balance wanting to 
encouraged Jay to be himself, develop his interests, develop friendships um, with wanting to remain as a parent and um, and protect him and, and I guess still fulfilling that role as well. Um, I think it's just, I, I encourage him, in fact, to uh, maintain his connections to his, uh, to his older friends, mm -hmm. one guy in particular that uh, has become a new friend. Mm -hmm. And then we try to have activities that we can meet new people. I don't think we've actually got any. Oh, we, well, we, we, have, we, we do have, have, we have some various we, other we, social we, things. Like yeah, we have a beer uh, club, um, or our homebrew club rather. Um, we're a, active in the local Democrats. Exactly. Uh, yep. We, uh, Skipping over last year, we were active with the Humane Society as a dog walkers. And we're about to re-engage with that. I've actually got on the calendar for tomorrow to uh, for us to go and see if we're able to uh, walk dogs again. And Jay was, uh, act, see, we were members of a local gym and Jay would participate in a weekly gentle yoga class. Mm -hmm. And... He would be the only male <laughs> and the only and person, person under 40, under, under 50, 50, or 50 but now, but it was but, a great, uh, on the stretch and I really enjoyed, uh, uh, the gentle yoga. It was, it, it's, it's really fantastic to anybody who is suffering from, uh, uh, hemiparesis. I strongly recommend, uh, gentle yoga as a, uh, stretching exercise. Right. So to the both of you, uh, with having a brain injury or having a family member with a brain injury, um, do you think there are stigmas associated with this? And if so, what do you do to remove them? Hmm. I don't think there's so much in the way of stigma. True. I, I, when I'm okay. uh, walking down, uh, going to like the store or in public places, it's someone doesn't look at me and say like, oh, that person has a brain injury. Um, it mainly would come up if I, uh, get into an extended conversation with someone and then end up retreading the same questions. Uh, uh, unfortunately I have a tendency to sometimes do that, but, um, otherwise I don't think I've felt too much of a, uh, a stigma and, and or also, fortunately rather. And also be because of Jay's limitation of, it took away his driver's license, mm. um, he's not going places to see other people without mm -hmm. well, usually it's me with, with him mm -hmm. now he does occasionally go out with our with our uh lo local friend we were talking about go, does uh he does his uh, oh yeah we used to like watch movies together with him on an occasional basis and unfortunately go, covid has made that sort of thing we've, um, we've, uh, we've even traveled to, to see music in a couple Oh yeah, I went to New York a couple of years ago to see fish. I don't feel any stigma about telling people or talking with people that uh, I have a son who has a mm -hmm. has a brain injury. It's you know it's a significant part of mm -hmm. part of my life now as caregiver for Jay. Yeah, and from for my wife too. I mean, uh, in um, in fact, I and I had to work on perhaps not being not telling people like uh too soon like hi my name's jay i got shot in the head and that that's kind of a uh a difficult right. process to really continue on uh the uh to uh to make for befriending people one thing that is very difficult and jay has not 
figured out the answer to this one is how do you meet similar aged females who are <laughs> interested in having social engagements mm -hmm. when you don't have a car, when you don't have any money to speak of, you don't have a job, mm -hmm. um, but you're an interesting person to talk to. Mm -hmm. So that's one he has not gotten an answer to, doesn't, mm -hmm. hasn't figured out that one yet. I've, I've, uh, I've had some possible things, but I have not put it into practice. Right. I mean, online, if, if we get any fan emails to that effect, I, I, I promise you we will forward them to you. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, uh, and, and this wasn't sort of on my prepared list of questions, but you, you've sort of cued me into it in an interesting way. And I'm wondering, you know, we've talked a lot about um, uh, the, way, the way that you engage with your family to sort of like maintain doing this doing the things that make you happy um maintaining your interests um do you ever find that it's a challenge to 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 maintain any kind of sense of independence or do you view um you know continuing to engage with your interests yes. as independence i guess yes it is but luckily that has not been a problem because i uh really these are my parents i've and have no, my parents are not annoying people to hang out with all the time, luckily. Yeah. And um, uh, with, with, yeah, without a, a car, this has made it difficult. But my dad's happy to take me yeah. to therapy yeah. appointments. And um, yeah, we just haven't really had a yeah. problem as far as that is concerned. And the concept of independence is interesting because Jay has an, an, a long enough list of things that kind of say, I'm dependent on other people for these things. Mm -hmm. So trying to overlay independence on what is a substantial amount of dependence, mm -hmm. it gets kind of complicated. Yeah. But, you know, we encourage... And, and at the same time, I am able to uh, operate with a um, fairly significant level of independence in other areas. So it's an interesting mix. So uh, to you, Jay, I would like mm -hmm. to know, okay, uh, do you feel well connected to services and supports for brain injury survivors? Um, not really, unfortunately. Um, uh, we, uh, uh, one, one doctors first. Okay, uh, doctors. Yes, those uh, those aspects are actually uh, uh, fairly. Uh, I, I've been very happy with that um, that aspect of it. Um, they are generally fairly competent, easy to access. We and we have. Um, uh, the what was what MCV uh, at uh, Richmond in uh, the the year uh, what is it brain injury um, uh, the brain injury unit yeah brain injury unit uh, just fairly close by doctor, doctor you probably have had other patients or other clients you've seen Doctor Walker Doctor William Walker at, at VCU mm -hmm. and who who has continued care since Jay was in the hospital mm -hmm. so he is a familiar face and is aware of Jay's situation. So mm -hmm. he's a uh, physical medicine and rehab specialist. Mm -hmm. And he's been very helpful yep. uh, along the way. And the uh, various um, uh, rehab um, right. things that I've then uh, done have also been uh, incredibly beneficial yep. as well. He continues to have uh, uh, 
DT. Mm -hmm. uh, he hasn't had speech therapy since he was a, a short amount of time after mm -hmm. he was sent home. Oh, but and, shortly after I was sent home, I had, I think it was seven um, uh, uh, rehab appointments a week between the uh, PT, yeah, OT, and speech. So my parents were hauling me uh, to numerous uh, places. Right. And starting on Thursday of this week, uh, Dr. Walker uh, prescribed a, a time with a occupational specialist to, to Oh yeah, to try to help me re-engage my uh, paralytic uh, right hand. Jay has been forgetting that it's there mm -hmm. in order to uh, try to re-engage that because mm -hmm. you know you can you still have some motion there. It's yeah, just, uh, if you little spasticity. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. And that is so true with so much of uh, the um, injuries that uh, brain injury causes, as far as cognitive or physical. That it is the sort of thing that. Um, you really have to uh, make uh, efforts and um, uh, yeah, work, uh, work on them to get better. Exactly. Another question that has just leapt into my mind, which isn't on our list, but might be a good thing to end on if it's not too, uh, too out there and summarize everything at once. But mm -hmm. if you could make one change, one improvement to the um, service support system, for people with traumatic brain injuries in Virginia, what would what would you want that one change to be? Hmm. I I, I think I know. Uh, it would be that uh, for anybody who suffers a TBI, for them to get a some sort of sheet of paper or some sort of thing directing them to be able to get hooked into a uh, Virginia. Uh, brain injury support group, whether it's the uh, yeah. uh, state level or a, uh, a county group, that um, uh, the uh, hospitals or other people uh, that are involved with that sort of thing should be uh, handing out paper that would uh, yeah. give them that sort of information to people suffering those injuries. Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do you think? I think it was too big, too big of a question for my brain to get, uh -huh. get that down to one mm -hmm. because the nature of brain injury is there. Oh, there's so many. They're so personal. You know, True. what part of your brain got nicked? Mm -hmm. What parts aren't working? And, and, and the, that constellation is everybody's different. And some, sometimes they're just way, 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 way different. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we started this, we were told by the doctors we had two choices. Jay was going to die or he was going to be a vegetable. Mm. That was pretty harsh news on mm -hmm. day zero plus one. Yeah. And, and then, then it got worse. And then it got worse mm -hmm. because he could have, uh, it could have turned into locked-in syndrome. Mm-hmm. Which... But the possibility that's, that's worse but luckily I was able to show two fingers like a uh, one of my nurses came uh, to me and asked me if uh, I could show two fingers and I was able to do that and that showed my ability to understand what you're saying to get my muscles to do that the 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 thing that he had asked me to do so he, the nurse came and told us that Jay will be getting better mm -hmm. and that was how many years ago? Yeah, almost 15. Wow. Coming up 14. And mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah. from being able to, to give a peace sign to to <laughs> writing your own autobiography and starting your own podcast, I think is just pretty a, a pretty impressive self advocacy journey. Oh, thank you so much. That's that's really great to hear. The name of his <laughs> podcast is. Is it, you can oh yeah you can google it. i'm a particularly lucky martian yes that's it if, yep. you, if you google that you'll find it i would like to share with the listeners if they want to know any um, more information about um tbi that they can go to www.dlcv.org backslash tbi or they could go to www.b as in boy i a d as in victor.net Yes, and those are our resources and the resources for the Brain Injury Association of Virginia. Uh, Jay and Joe, thank you again so much. Um, and we can't wait to hear more from you and check out that podcast. You're welcome. And now a DLCV highlight. This is a woman with developmental disabilities, mental illness, and chronic health issues. His sister told DLCD that while at the hospital, Mrs. E had been placed in seclusion for not being at risk of hurting herself or others, but for being loud and disruptive. DLCD assisted Miss E and her guardian in filing a human rights complaint. In their response, the hospital denied any human rights violations, instead arguing that Ms. E was placed in open seclusion and that being disruptive could be considered a safety threat. The LCD appealed this decision to the local human rights committee, which found that the hospital did violate Ms. E's rights all right and thank you one more time to jay and joe for joining us on the podcast today again we will have the links for jay's creative endeavors in the show notes if you are interested in checking those out and thank you all for listening to this episode of rights here rights now brought to you by the disability law center of virginia we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you need assistance or want more information about DLCV and what we do, visit us online at dlcv.org. You can also find us on Facebook at the Disability Law Center of Virginia or follow us on Twitter at Disability Law VA and share us with your friends. Until next time, I'm Valerie. And I'm Virginia. And this has been Rights Here, Rights Now. <laughs>